Welcome to the True Sales and Leadership Podcast. This is a show where I get to speak to founders, directors, sales leaders, trainers, coaches, and thought leaders, getting their insight into all things sales and leadership. I'll be speaking to them about their journey to where they are today, how they have achieved success, sales processes, leadership strategies, what it takes to be successful, mindset, and much, much more. Hi there, Sonia. Hey, hey. Um, I'm very good. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm great. Thank you. Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining me uh, on the True Sales Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on. I've had a, a couple of people speak quite highly of you, so I'm quite excited. <laughs> um, but, um, I, I always do uh, a little bit of a, a brief introduction before um, the guests. Uh, I interview the guests. But uh, for the sake of the audience, just give us a bit of an introduction to yourself and uh, your background. So my name's Sonia McDonald. I'm CEO CEO, uh, CEO and founder of a company called Leadership HQ, um, also a mum of a teenage daughter. I'm a keynote speaker and an author and a coach, a leadership coach. Wow. Yeah, fantastic. That's brilliant. So it's, it, like I said, you've got a, a really interesting background. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, James Delaporta was um, uh, the person who I'd guest who recommended that uh, I'd reach out to you uh, initially. But... How did it, uh, in terms of your sort of career, how has it led to where you are now? Because like I say, you're looking at uh, your LinkedIn profile, you've got quite an interesting background. Uh, it happened by accident. So my background's in human resources. So I've held mm-hmm. senior, not so senior roles in HR uh, around the globe. And then I moved yeah. over to to Shanghai, China. And yeah, whilst I was over in Shanghai, China, uh which I thought, oh, this is going to be really cool. You know, I'll be an expat, you know, like expat mm. life and stuff. My whole world fell apart. Okay. And I became a full-time solo mum when my little girl was four. I was left with about $2,000 in the bank. I had to wow. start my life all over again. So yeah. I, I moved back to Australia, moved back in with my parents and thought, okay, what am I going to do now? Wow. And uh, try to find a role in human resources and yeah. just couldn't find, you know, anything that, you know, I couldn't find anything that could, you know, help me, you know, be, you know, like, like in terms of be the best I could be because yeah. I, you know, I needed that flexibility. So mm. I met, you know, and I thought, gosh, how am I going to find a senior HR role that offers me flexibility? So, I met someone that worked in the leadership development space. He was looking for someone to coach and train engineers and superintendents on construction and engineering sites. And I kind of faked it, said I knew <laughs> a lot about leadership yeah. and got the job. And I haven't looked okay. back since. Yeah, that's how I started. Wow, that's brilliant. And uh, so talk me through your, your role at the moment then as an executive coach, advisor. What, what, what's your, your, what do your days look like and, and uh, how does it work in terms of this, the, the coaching that you do? Well, that's a really great question. Uh, look, I think, I think for me, what, gosh, coaching takes up. I'd probably do out of everything that I do, coaching. I do mostly coaching than keynote speaking. The yeah. coaching is, I love it. It's, it's, it takes a lot of my energy and time because I'm really committed to helping people be the best they can be. So I meet them for once a month. I, you know, have a toolkit. I give them my books. I give them a plan. I give them a journal. 
I really become their trusted advisor and cheerleader and help them with the skills and tools and mindset and confidence to be really great self-leaders, people leaders. Um, Yeah, it's it's really transformational, really transformational. And and what kind of, is it it executive level that you're, um, you you typically coaching? Is that, is that, is that correct? Uh, uh, Yeah, mostly middle, like we are, it's a real mixture. Yeah. No, it's uh, emerging leaders, first-time leaders, it's middle managers, it's CEOs, it's executives. Yeah. It's a real mixture of people that just really want to be the best they can be. Yeah, okay. No, that's interesting. So, Because obviously it would be uh, foolish of me not to speak about leadership with you because obviously that's where all your sort of experience and expertise comes from. So in terms, from, from your point of view and, and obviously – been so deep in this in this space um what what are your thoughts around what makes a good leader and and what, what sort of traits do you feel that um people need to have in order to be able to be successful as a leader gosh that's a really good question uh, mm-hmm. look i think i think what the traits are i think for me because i'm a great believer that leadership isn't a role or title it's an attitude and a mindset okay i I think it's it's leadership really starts within around understanding. So self-awareness, I think, is really key. I yeah. think that's, like, fundamental is having that self-awareness. Yeah. I think the other thing that's really important is that self-awareness leads to understanding who you are authentically. So just owning, like, truly who you are and being authentic yeah. in everything that you do. Yep. I mean, I obviously think trust, being trustworthy and honest and having integrity is like the centre pole yep. of leadership. Yeah. Uh, I also think, I think uh, for me, I'm a big, I'm a big one around vulnerability. So really, kind of being real and you know admitting, you know, when you stuff up and things like that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting think... you say vulnerabilities. I actually did a podcast episode yesterday with an MD uh, of a, an organisation, and and that's one of the things that he um, actually pointed out. And and he he doesn't come up that often when I'm speaking to um, to leaders. Some some have mentioned it, but um, it's 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 interesting because he said if you're not willing to be vulnerable, um, you're never going to be successful or never really going to gain that trust uh, within the business. And um, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because, like I say, it was only yesterday he said it. Yeah, I think I, – I actually think that's fundamental. You know, I think that's been something that in terms of the past decade I've been working in this space. You know, some mm. people say to me like, they don't agree with the whole vulnerability thing, but I, I, I agree with it. I think it's mm. – it's, when you're real and you're actually saying I'm a human and I don't know everything and I think it's I think that it's really important it brings out so much connection with people when you're vulnerable as well yeah you know so yeah okay that's interesting so in terms of the the leaders that um, you're working with then is does there seem to be a common trend on where they're kind of falling short is it, is it a confidence thing um, what, what what kind of things do you actually help them with in order to turn them around and, and where are they falling short oh I think it's more yeah I think it is a confidence thing it tends to be people that have been kind of ice like they've been technically great at what they do and they're kind of thrown into a leadership role per se and they don't have the confidence or skills or it could be someone that's actually been in a leadership role for a long time and they want to take the next level. Like I'm really, I've been yeah. working with at the moment a GM of a retail company and he wanted to be CEO. And he said, yeah. for me to be CEO, I know 
I need to spend the next six to 12 months really sharpening my saw around leadership. So, yeah. and he got there. He's now GM. Okay. Wow. So, okay. you know, I have another company, but, you know, these are the sort of things that, yeah, I, lo- I love doing, you know. Mm. So, yeah. And, it, and is that a common trend um, in terms of the leaders actually being thrown in at sort of the deep end and, <laughs> and being promoted uh, based on it? Because what I, I, it was a, it's a, uh, a bit of a bugbear for me because I've been in, a, in a industries and I've actually, especially, and I know you've come from, uh, you've actually done a stint in recruitment as well, as well yourself, but many, many years ago. Um, but I've seen um, leaders being promoted based on sales performance and then get into the role and actually not actually be very good leaders. But, um, and then obviously there's a a point where they either get fired or demoted and it's not necessarily their fault because obviously they've been good at what they do, uh, but the actual company um, has promoted them into that role. But do you find that is a common trend uh, in in the businesses that you're dealing with or or leaders that you're dealing with? I, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And it's one of my big bugbears as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I see it all the time and I've seen people get, you know, thrown in the deep end and they've been really, you know, really upset. Like it's just, uh, you know, and because they're not prepared, it's a really different Mm. skill and they don't teach it at at school or university or not a lot of the people that I work with don't get that exposure or they're learning on the job. And and yeah, I think it's, I think it's something, yeah, we, we really need to start to be supporting and, 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 and preparing our leaders for. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like I say, I've seen it firsthand myself and it, it's a shame that they, that you get a good performer that's at the top of their game, go into a leadership role because it is natural progression for them to then fall short and then they're seen as not actually doing their job properly, but they haven't actually had the support to to be able to do the job properly in the first place. And you just, and it's it's not, and I say, I say I've obviously been in recruitment at the moment. I, I'm seeing it sort of uh, on a regular basis as well. Um, but it's just interesting, I think, that... Um, in terms of businesses, they need to do something more in, in, in order to do that. But what would you advise them to do? Is there, is there something that, apart from obviously bringing yourself in in order to, to turn that around, is there anything that sort of a business can do to set up good leaders and, and support them in that way? Uh, I think it's just, I think, preparing them early on. So when they're seeing high potentials in their organisation, that they're recognising that, that they are high potentials and also having the conversations with them, whether they want to, are they looking at career progression if they are preparing them early on? So putting them yeah. on any sort of leadership coaching or leadership program, I think is, I think is really pivotal. Yeah. Um, I think also, I mean, I, I mean, I'm a great believer in mentoring or coaching. So giving them a, getting them a coach or a mentor, I think really, I think really important, but also like you can do little things. I think people kind of think that leadership is about leadership development or training is about, you've got to put them on a retreat or get a coach or, you know, or a leadership program. I think they're all really great things, but it could be just little things like buying them a leadership book or sending them some articles or blogs or podcasts. You can do little things to really help them as well. It doesn't have to be a a big yeah. program, so yeah, okay. I could see, I could see your point, there. and I think there's a lot that they can do. Obviously, personally, um, if they knew that they were going into that type of role, trying to sort of prepare yourself. But I'd imagine that being a leader in that, because I've never been, I've never actually managed people personally myself. I've obviously been on the receiving end of uh, what I thought were 
good and what I thought were poor managers. But um, but yeah, there's a lot in terms of um, what what they can do personally, and then I'd imagine it's a it's a mindset thing as well. Um, a lot of the time, and, and being having, as you mentioned it earlier, that confidence to be able to uh, to lead a team successfully, but without having the right tools, I guess it's difficult. Yeah, look, and it is about, you know, having the right tools uh, that you can learn them from all, all different things. Like even if, you know, if you're starting out, just grab a couple of leadership books, grab my book, Leadership Attitude. I know I'm trying to plug that one. I wasn't trying to plug that. Um, <laughs> That's all good. So, I'll, I'll be promoting it for you anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, pro- like there's so many programs and things like that as well. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, so in terms of um, from yourself, when when you you're working with them, uh, do you, is it is it a case of being on a, on a one on one basis? Is it like a, a coaching session that you spend some time with them on a, a sort of a personal level, or is it do you actually see them in the working environment and working on that on that front? Harding, can you repeat that? So yeah, p- apologies. Um, so when you when you're actually working with these leaders, are you actually working them in in a, in a working environment, or is it more on a sort of a personal level, um, sort uh, of one to one coaching? Yeah. Look, it's real again a real mixture. Mm. Um, some reach out to me personally. Uh, probably more corporates and organisations reach out to me to come in and do stuff internally. Yeah. Um, I've just got it. I'm about to next month. I've, I'm about to embark on a 20 week online leadership program. Again, okay. individuals have joined that one with a few corporates as well. Yeah. So it's really it's a real mixture. I mean, you know, the the, the GM that I was working with recently has just been promoted to CEO. He yeah. came to me personally. Okay. So yeah. And and how, what what sort of time frame was he looking at from 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 that moment? Obviously being GM to to CEO. What what was what was the time frame in order to for that to turn around? Uh, and, and... He, he he gave himself <laughs> six months. Wow. Um, I was kind of like, oh, okay, and he got there. He, yeah. he did it. So I mean, I I believe he did it. I was just there supporting him. But, you know, kudos to him. I mean, he did it. So Yeah, of yeah. course. And was, was that always on the cards for him or was it? did he have to really change himself in order to, to put himself forward for that particular position? Uh, I think it was – I think it's just – look, I think it's always been a real goal for him. I think it's yeah. always been a real focus for him which I think is amazing and and that was his vision and I said to him, look, I think that's – I'm all about goal setting, which I do do and visualisation and things. Uh, But I said to him when I started working with him to focus on the journey and the here and now most, like to kind of really be here and focus on the journey. Yeah. And however, in saying that, you know, I was helping him with sort of putting together actions and and different things he could help him to get to that point and making sure that he, you know – he didn't lose sight of his goal as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he did a lot of self-awareness work around that. And, you know, I was super proud of him. It was him. He got it. He was the one that got it. I was yeah. his cheerleader. So... <laughs> <laughs> I think you were playing it down a little. But in yeah. terms of the, uh, from his, how much did he change then as a, as a, as a leader in, in that, from going from GM to CEO, what was the sort of things that he needed to, to really pick up and, and, and change himself personally? Oh, I think for him it was very much around uh, – it was really much around him focusing on understanding that you need to balance results and people. Like it's – leadership is about results, but it's fundamentally leadership's about others. It's about people. So yeah. it's balancing those different 
those like making sure we balance that not being too focused on achieving and results and and not actually I mean I find a lot of leaders you know obviously they do want to deliver but sometimes Mm. they miss the whole connection piece or even coming to work I call it LBWA leadership by walking around coming to work (laughs) and even saying good morning and how are you going so I think for him there was a real because he was works very very hard that he Mm. was sometimes kind of leaning towards results and therefore yeah. people were kind of losing trust because though he was so focused so for him he had to really go back and start to think about how he could balance that yeah because i imagine it's difficult because i've found that again and in, in the conversation i had yesterday with a managing director was uh, and a question that i threw at him was well, how do you stay because um, how do you stay connected with the business um because what you tend to find is when you get to uh, in certain businesses, when they get to a certain size and they delegate a lot in terms of team leaders, managers, that type of thing, the the t- the, the person at the top tends to lose contact a lot. Um, and, and and the reason I asked him that question is because he, he's, he I, I actually came across this particular MD um, on LinkedIn, um, sharing a video, um, giving a speech to his actual workforce. Yeah. Uh, and I found it really engaging. And I asked him the question of what, how, how do you maintain that? And because he seems to have a lot of trust within the business. Um, do you feel that's a problem uh, that a lot of the time that they, they lose that connection from top to sort of middle management and then uh, the actual workforce themselves? Oh, yeah, I, I definitely think they do. And that's why mm. I think it is important for executives or CEOs to spend time walking around and mm. connecting with people in the businesses yeah. uh, and not leading just by your computer or, you know, phone or social media that you do need to spend time I mean I mean sometimes it's really challenging if you've got really big businesses with thousands and thousands of people but you know one of my mentors was the CEO of Super Retail Group and Mm. you know I remember you know every time I spoke to Peter and I hardly really saw him because obviously Mm. he had a workforce of 12,000 people yeah he made a real effort to travel a lot around Australia just to walk through the stores and walk through the different head offices and talk to people yeah. and you know he was there for a very long time and I know if, you know now that he's he's retired that people semi-retired that people today that still work there miss that like they miss they they felt that that was something like because one of their values is care is he, yeah. he did care and he really you know he was aligned to that and he was congruent with that and I think that's really important that you're demonstrating values within the business as well and you, you, you're actually doing that as a leader, like actually walking the talk as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's amazing, isn't it? Because like, for instance, that uh, example that you give there is probably just comes naturally to him, maybe. I think it's some, people, some leaders that I've found that are just, just natural leaders and they do things that you feel that um, they, they, they've gone out of the way to do, but it's just something that comes in within their nature. Uh, was that the same in that situation there with that, that particular CEO? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you what do you think that, or what do you find high performing leaders are doing that the the average aren't actually doing, and and, and what can the average do to turn it around? Wow, that's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I think uh, you know what? I think what the best ones no, what best ones are doing is they really care about people. You know, yeah. they really get that leadership is about others. Leadership isn't about you. It's about everyone, like it's about us. I mean, I always talk about leadership being within and, and understanding that self-awareness piece, I think, is fundamental 
essentially leadership is about how you can make a difference and an impact to others. Yeah. And yeah. how you can be kind to others. I'm all about yeah. kindness. I just, you know, that's the, I'm currently writing my next book around kindness and leadership. Okay. Um, because I'm so anti-poor leadership and anti-bullying and tall poppy syndrome. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, how we can be kind. Um, yeah. I think the best leaders are courageous. I think that they are courageous around being truly who they are and owning that and they're courageous yeah. around making the tough decisions, having the courageous conversations uh, and also that they are vulnerable. Like I definitely yeah. see there's a real shift now. You know, people, you know, look at, look at Jacinda Ardern. You know, look at, you know, she was voted Australia's most trusted political yeah. leader and she's not even yeah. in Australia. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I think that the, you know, if, you, if, if it's something that you're kind of reflecting or getting feedback around, you know, you need to work on your leadership mm. is, again, I think around what you could do is, is just understand where your gaps are, like where are the things that you need to work on. Um, yeah. Also understand what your strengths are. So I'm very much around strengths-based leadership. So understand what your strengths are and lift those strengths up even more. Yeah. Um, surround yourself with people with different strengths and get to know theirs. Yeah. Get to know your values. So do some work around, again, your values as a leader mm. and just demonstrate and lead by your, your values. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, what else? Just learn leadership. I think, yeah. I mean, I mean, Bill Gates and all the Oprah and all them, they all have mentors and they're always talking about how they're always constantly learning leadership. I have about 10 leadership books beside my bed, not that you need to have 10, but <laughs> I'm, so I'm like always yeah. reading and learning leadership and I live and breathe this space, but yeah. only because I want to be the best I can be. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's brilliant. And, and in, what, uh, in terms of the mentor side, what, what advice would you give there for people that are, are considering um, finding a mentor or um, are looking into that, that uh, side of things at the moment? Because for, for me, it's something that I'm looking at personally at the moment, um, and I've reached out to a couple of people. Um, but initially, my, my, um, uh, it was more of a, I think it was more of a confidence thing, more, more than anything, actually reaching out to people and asking uh sort of like to actually be a mentor or to have, have conversations initially just to reach out. But what advice would you give for someone who's looking for that? Uh, I think I get asked this question a lot. I think yeah. it's, I, I mean, I've got um, a handful of mentors, which are just, I'm so blessed. Yeah. Uh, I went out and found them. So it's, you know, you know, even people on LinkedIn, I've looked at them and gone, wow, like you post some really interesting stuff and you look like yeah. you, are, you know, someone I could learn from. I've reached out to people like that. Yeah. Um, industry events or association or conferences or things that you go to to network and if you, yeah. if you meet someone, uh, just don't be afraid to be able to ask them. I mean, people love, I mean, I'm a mentor myself. People love to mentor others. So don't yeah. be afraid to ask someone to mentor you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, either even internally, if there's someone that you really admire within your organisation or business, don't be afraid to ask them if you know if you can. It doesn't have to be always formal. It could be informal whether you can, they can mentor you as well. Yeah, sure. So, so the handful that you, you um, have got as mentors, what, what's the sort of process that you follow with them? Do you, do you have like a, a regular meetup with them and, and talk about sort of, sort of life, business, that type of thing? Uh, 
Yeah, they tend to meet with me and kind of go, okay, where you're at and how's the business going and what are some of your challenges and yeah. uh, gosh, that sort of thing really. Yeah. Nothing, it's yeah. actually not really formal. Sometimes I'll ring them and just say, look, you know, I just need, I just need you know, half an hour, an hour of your time. I've just got a few things. I need some guidance around. Yeah. Uh, I think the thing with mentoring as well, it's something I'm very cognizant of, is it's also about giving, not taking. So with my mentors, I'm always trying to give them, like add value to them. I'll send them articles. You know, I've even, you know, referred business to a couple of my mentors. Yeah. Um, I buy them gifts like books and things like that. So it's also about a bit of a given. It's about giving as well. I think it's really important. Yeah, no, that's it. That's a really good point, and I think it's valid. Yeah, it's it definitely. So, like I say, I'm in the, at the early parts of it at the moment, and I know that for for me personally, it's to to get for me to get to the next level in, in where I want to be. Um, obviously, I can't do it myself, so I need I need obviously to to be around the right people that um have got have been there, done it, and that type of thing. So, uh, but no, really good points that you've you've, you've raised there. Um, so you've got so you've you've got two books um, that you've you've authored so far. Have you got another one that you've got uh, being released sooner? Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, I've published two books. The one that's going to be released soon. I'm a bit okay. I'm a bit slow on the uptake in this one because I've been. Um, yeah, I've got two. The first two, first one was called Leadership Attitude, and the second one was called Just Rocket. Yeah. So this one at the moment that I'm working on is called The New Kindness of Leadership. It's about kindness and leadership. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So, so, so around the sort of the, the three there, what was what was your sort of inspiration? Obviously, the leadership. I, I get that. So the just rocket. What what was the kind of inspiration around that? Oh gosh, just rocket. Gosh, you're taking me on a path there. <laughs> uh, just rocket. I wrote. Never anticipated writing just rocket. I wrote just rocket. There's a couple of reasons. I wrote it for my uh, beautiful daughter. Okay. who was struggling uh, with confidence and self-esteem due to bullying. So okay. I wrote it for her, but I also wrote it to the, the, the people out there that I was speaking to at events or I was coaching or, or you know, working with on my programs or clients I was meeting that I could see yeah. that – they weren't rocking it. Like they were holding back. They weren't standing tall. They weren't owning who they were. They were, yeah, they, they were kind of pulling themselves back. And yeah. so I wanted to, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to help people rock it. I wanted to help people go, you know what? We've only got this one life. You've got yeah. to own who you are. You've got to embrace who you are. I want you to be the best you can be. I want you to embrace your inner leadership and inner greatness. And that's why, yeah, that's why I published it. Oh, that's fantastic. And there's a really good story behind it as well. And did, you, did your daughter, uh, I take it your daughter's read that uh, as well. Did it help her? Yeah. <laughs> no, she hasn't. She hasn't read it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't worry, it's a sore point between her. Yeah, we actually have a laugh. I go, I wrote it for you, never even read it. And she's like, <laughs> she will eventually, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what other exciting plans have you got planned for this year, Sonia? Well, um, okay, I launched a new website, my new Sunny yeah. McDonald website, which I'm super excited with some amazing new programs yeah. and workshops. And we're about to do a revamp and relaunch of Leadership HQ. Um, yeah. I'm really focusing on my courageous leadership mission. So we've got an yeah. online program around that, but also my absolute, absolute passion is my keynote speaking. 
Yeah. So at the moment, I am on this mission to travel around the globe and speak around the globe, around building kind and courageous leaders everywhere. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and have you got those di- uh, set in the diary yet in terms of keynote speaking? Yeah, I've got a number of them set already, so I'm super yeah. excited. I have to go to New Zealand next month. Okay. Um, well. Where I'm going to be speaking to a group of graduates, which I'm yeah. super, I'm very passionate about future leaders. So, yeah. and yeah, doing a keynote around leadership attitude around that. So it's, it's yeah, I'm just loving it. Absolutely no, exciting times. No, you sound, you sound really sort of passionate about what you do. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's really good. It's really good to hear. And, and I wish you all the best with it. Yeah, um, thank I, you. No problem at all. Well, I, I, there's just one final question yeah. um, that I ask um, all guests that are, are, are on. If you were to give you, uh, give you advice to someone who was thinking about going into leadership, um, into a leadership role, what would it be um, from, from your point of view? Oh, gosh. Learning leadership now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely start learning leadership now and embrace it. Like it is honestly to leave a legacy where you can make a difference and an impact to others around you. Yeah. Yeah. It is the best thing in the world. No, fantastic. Well, that, I appreciate the, the, the answer. And, and if for the audience want to get in touch with you, Sonia, what's the best sort of uh, platforms and um, ways of communicating with you? All my, I'm on all the social media channels on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. My website, yeah. sonnymcdonald.com.au, definitely yeah. is the best way to okay. get in touch. No, fantastic. Well, I'll be uh, looking out for the uh, for the books. I'll, uh, I'll I'll be looking to order those uh, myself and uh, be be giving you uh, giving you some feedback and uh, sort of, <laughs> uh, uh, letting you know I've read them. Uh, but all the best with everything you're doing. It sounds like you've got a lot going on, and uh, I, I appreciate you taking the time to speak oh, to me today. It's been honor. I really appreciate it. No, no problem at all. Thanks for your time, Sonia, and okay. all the best. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Take no care. No problem. Speak soon. Bye. Bye.